one of the most common things that happens when agents come to me for advice saying, I want to bring on sub-agents is that they're mostly looking forward to this new business model evolution because they think they're going to make a lot of money on their residuals from sub-agents commissions, which can very well happen, but I'll tell you, it doesn't happen right away. It's You're going to have to invest some time and effort into getting those sub-agents into that. Hey, travel advisors, you are listening to the Travel Biz CEO podcast by Kinship Travel Academy. It's not enough to just love travel. You need to have the appropriate business systems, marketing strategies, and mindset tune-ups and coaching to make it in this business and step into the role of CEO. That's why we focus on all three. We are Wendy, Ashley, and Crystal, your hosts of Travel Biz CEO and the founders of Kinship Travel Academy. We are three travel advisors that saw a glaring need in the travel industry, the need to look at the whole advisor. Through our own travel business journeys, we all joined communities and signed up for courses and masterminds to help push us to the next level. And all of them ended up falling short of our expectations. That's why we started Kinship Travel Academy, where we focus on the mind, body, and soul, or the marketing, business operations, and mindset of a travel advisor. It's a program for modern travel advisors created by modern travel advisors. Welcome to the next chapter of the travel industry. everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Biz CEO podcast brought to you by Kinship Travel Academy. I'm Ashley Medish McCoy, one of the co-founders, one of the triumvirate of KTA. I am coming to you from California. I am here today to toot my horn. No, just joking. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I was the ASTA Entrepreneur of the Year for 2019, which if you're not familiar, ASTA is the American Society for Travel Agents. And if you are not a member, I highly recommend you join because they are the frontline lobbying organization, essentially, that is who is responsible for making things better for us as agents, especially to weather, weather the storm that has happened since COVID. Um, they've been fighting the good fight to make sure that the travel industry was represented, represented <laughs> throughout this entire last almost two years. Oh my goodness. Um, and they are responsible for doing things like getting an exemption for California agents in gosh, was it 2019, I believe, when uh, a proposition was put forward on the ballots that would have completely eliminated the ability for independent contractors to operate in California. Travel agents got the exception to that new law. And so travel agents were able to continue operating as independent contractors in California, I would say largely in part because of ASTA. And then um, on top of that, they're an educational organization. They have an amazing global convention every year. They do destination expos. So here's my little pitch for ASTA. <laughs> Check it out, asta.org. Um, 
don't wait another minute and join. So back to the, the main topic of this episode. In 2019, I won their Entrepreneur of the Year Award. And what that is, is I think yearly since 2016 or 2015, they've been holding a competition to, to nominate a person in the travel industry that um, exemplifies entrepreneurial um, excellence, I guess. And my mentor from when I first started the as a travel agent, Meredith Hill from GTN, Global Institute for Travel Entrepreneurs, won it in, I believe it was 2016, 2017, I'm not sure. She won it one of the, I think the first year they had the competition. So immediately I learned about it just because my mentor had won the, I don't know, I don't want to call it a competition, um, won the honor of being distinguished the Entrepreneur of the Year. And she won it for her revolutionary program, the Global Institute for Travel Entrepreneurs, that was a new concept to the industry. It was a membership program that provided training, mentorship, education in areas, specifically marketing mindset, and it just hadn't been done yet in the industry. So she was recognized for her innovative approach to education. The Global Institute for Travel Entrepreneurs wasn't affiliated with a host agency at the time. Now they have a sister organization, the Gifted Travel Network. But yeah, it was just um, a revolutionary concept. And I would say now many organizations, including my own, Kinship Travel Academy, have popped up emulating that same concept um, in prioritizing educating and training of agents in the industry. And so anyway, <laughs> at a certain point, I think it was 2017, 2018, they started creating a contest basically for this award and you'd have to submit a pitch and then you would do a Shark Tank-like pitch at the global convention in front of all the attendees to see who won, um, who won the honor to be the entrepreneur that year. And in 2019, I entered and I'll be totally honest about the process. I was not selected, but I was selected as a backup of the top three. And um, at some point I was notified that somebody had fallen out of the competition for whatever reason, they didn't say why or who, and that I was invited to come to the global convention and pitch my presentation. And my whole presentation surrounded on the program that I created at my now host agency, Kinship Vacations, that was all about training and mentoring new agents in the industry, specifically military spouses and veterans, because that's the background I come from in starting their own business, a business that they can take anywhere the military sends them. And so I went to the competition and I pitched, you get three minutes to pitch, which is really hard, believe me. And lo and behold, I won. Um, and it was just a crazy honor. And I was very excited. I encourage you all who are listening to apply for it and compete. It's a really cool experience. So that's the long story. So I was the winner of that. And that was really exciting. And people ask me how, why I won it, all that fun stuff. And I guess I'd like to answer that because I get this question a lot. Basically, the whole point of this podcast, again, is to toot my own horn. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. No, just to kind of describe the program and tell you why I won that amazing award and had that amazing experience. And it also will inform you a little bit about the 
educational philosophy we have at Kinship Travel Academy because I've definitely carried that same approach from, you know, my days at Kinship Vacations to Kinship Travel Academy. And so just to back up a little bit, I started Kinship Vacations as a solopreneur doing uh, trips for families, couples, groups in, I would call it experiential, culturally immersive FIT type trips. And then after a certain point, me being a military spouse, my husband is still active duty army. I realized that this was an amazing opportunity. This career field was an amazing opportunity for other military spouses. The reason I started my travel business in the first place was post-Army, I was an Army officer. Post-MBA, I got my MBA at George Washington University. And then post-corporate career, I worked at Carnival Corporation. My husband was getting stationed at a new duty station that didn't really have the type of corporate jobs that would have been equal or on par to what I had been working in. So I'd have had to take a step down in my career trajectory uh, to keep working. Or I had the opportunity to start my own business. And while at Carnival Corporation, I was brought aware of how travel agents are still alive and thriving and successful. And so that inspired me to start my own travel agency. And like I mentioned before, I joined the Global Institute for Travel Entrepreneur Community. I joined the Gifted Travel Network as a host agency. And I dove right into the education, training, and mentorship of it so that I would be starting off on the right foot. So I... I started my own job because, or my own um, business, because we move every two to three years as a military family and we have to pick up and start all over again. And that means job fairs, networking, applications, interviews, denial, denial, denial. (laughs) It's just a demoralizing process. Like I said, I wanted to have some control, some element of control over my life. And I thought this would be a really cool adventure to start. And as I was in, you know, a few years into it, seeing some success and realizing this could be very easily replicated for other military spouses. Military spouses live all over the world with their service members. So we have this innate or acquired travel knowledge. We get to live places like Hawaii, Germany, Japan, Italy. So we already have this wanderlust, this sense of adventure, travel knowledge and experience, and we need portable jobs. At the time that I started this, the military spouse unemployment statistic was roughly 26%, and the national average was around 4%. And as a group, military spouses are more likely to be educated in some form of post-secondary education And the higher the education and career experience level, the more times they experience periods of unemployment. Because we get stationed in random places, like no offense to anybody from Kansas, but maybe you go from starting your career in Los Angeles to Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, and you can't necessarily keep on that, you know, events career that you started hey, Crystal, talking about you while you're listening, that you started in LA the same way you could at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. I think you all get my drift. The point being, there's a crisis. Military spouses need employment. And one way to solve this is to start a travel business. 
And so thus begun my travel agent training and mentorship program for military spouses and veterans at Kinship Vacations. And I knew I needed to do this right. I needed to do a service to my fellow military spouses and veterans and get them off on the right foot in the industry like I had been given the right foot. And so I developed a very structured program that combined training, mentorship, and a full business suite of business systems so that whoever joined, if they had absolutely no experience, could come in with a fully developed, you know, core of business systems, plus structured training and education and mentorship so that they could just hit the ground running, learn the mechanics of being a travel agent and not necessarily have to worry about all of the nug stuff that we have to do as entrepreneurs, like getting a business phone and a website and an email. Um, And so just to briefly overview the program I had at Kinship Vacations, the training aspect was a combination of utilizing third-party travel agent training courses. At the time, I used the gifted um, travel networks, travel MBA program. And I supplemented it monthly with my own internal training sessions on things that they weren't teaching there at GTN. So, you know, one month I would do very um, detailed training on how to, how to use travel joy, how we use it the kinship vacation standard way with our templates, our task lists, and our procedures using our SOPs, our manuals that we have at Kinship Vacations. Or maybe I would do a Travify class explaining the Kinship Vacation standard of itinerary display and um, management with Travify. Or I would do a specific class on um, client consultations. So I supplemented third-party training with what I thought was you know, special to what we did at Kinship Vacations on a monthly basis. Um, and then the additional aspect to that was mentorship, which we would have weekly, sometimes bi-weekly coaching calls where we'd all hop on Zoom and it was an opportunity for my agents to ask me any questions. Um, and that's where most of the magic happened all the time. You know, when you have a group of people joining a coaching call, there's always going to be people who are quiet and don't ask questions so often. There's going to be people who are always asking questions. And inevitably, the quiet people will learn from the other people who are asking questions. And by listening to other people ask questions, you might realize, oh, yeah, I had a question. So basically, what I'm trying to say is some of the best learning opportunities that happen for my agents happen during those coaching calls. And a lot of it was just the collaboration we had with each other. And then over time, we developed a mentor, a fully-fledged mentor program. So the more successful agents and the more adept agents took official mentor positions and would teach on specific subjects. For example, at one point, um, Dina Farmer, who I'm immensely proud of and is an independent agent now out there on her own, she is super adept at Instagram. So we would have her help teach us Instagram techniques and strategies. Um, Same thing, she used to be a photographer, so she'd teach us photo tips and tricks. And the same with Crystal, who is now my business partner. She's just really great at marketing strategy. So she would talk all kinds of marketing strategy all day. And then, of course, I'm a business operations person. So I would, you know, focus a lot on that and then just general travel agent stuff. So the nice thing about the model was you got peer-to-peer assistance 
um, you got to experience knowledge from people who are really passionate and really expert in their field. And it wasn't just me imparting all of my, you know, what I know, which is admittedly only a fraction of what there is to know in this industry because I'm learning something new every day. And then the third aspect of kinship travel or kinship vacations was the business systems. Um, like I mentioned before, I had a set of proprietary task lists, um, templates, things like that in Travel Joy that was basically the kinship vacation standards. And so they would just step into that and have those already set. Um, I would have a phone number for them, an email, a website landing page, um, of course, e and insurance, all that fun stuff. So they didn't have to worry about a lot of the nuts and bolts that you have to worry about when you're starting a business. So bottom line was, I came to this new business model of mine being a uh, host agency and having subcontractors with the mindset of wanting to help a community that I'm from, that I'm genuinely connected to, but I did it very deliberately. I sought out specific business coaching from the ladies at Gifted Travel Network and, you know, specifically Jen Cochran on, you know, how to set my business up to make it be ready to take on ICs because there's a lot of stuff you need to do before you do that. And I developed a training program. I developed a plan. And then the way that I was able to get people to join me was I would host regular virtual summits about getting started in the travel industry. And I was really fortunate to have built a supportive community in the industry where I would have friends and colleagues who would join me in these summits to provide their support, their experience, many of whom are also military spouses or veterans. Um, and the summits were free and people would join them and just sort of be welcomed into this new community of becoming a travel agent and learn more about what they needed to do. So um, whether people signed up with my agency or not, I was still providing them a service of getting them on the right foot, where to start looking, how to do your research, how to get started in the travel industry, especially from the standpoint of being a military spouse or a veteran. And the reason I'm telling you about this is of course, number one, people ask me how I won. So, I mean, that was the reason I developed a really great program. And I have to remind myself that it's not just I developed a great program, but I was super passionate about the people I was serving. And I'm saying this because um, I'm not sure when this podcast is going to air, but either before or after this podcast, we're going to do one or two podcast episodes where I interview other quote unquote queen bees in the industry who have sub agents, um, Denise Lorenzen and Michelle Schwartz about their experiences bringing on sub agents and having, you know, a host agency model, essentially the common thread when I talk to these people is you need to have the desire to mentor and to give back and to provide service. Because once you decide to take on sub-agents, that becomes a huge portion of your time. You can't just bring somebody on and not devote any time to training or mentoring them. Even if they're experienced agents, you have to expose them and get them understanding your agency's standards, your agency's way of doing things, and then, of course, if they're new to the industry, they just don't know what they don't know. And so it's important that you have 
training and education and mentorship opportunities set up and established before you bring them on. Because if you're trying to reinvent or trying to fly by the seat of your pants with new people and the more people you bring on, the more complicated it gets. It's very hard. And so it's not an easy business model to run. It's not a get rich quick scheme. You need to have a genuine desire to do it and you need to have the skill set to do it. Um, and so, you know, what skill set is that? It's mentorship, it's training, it's education. And then of course the desire is why, why would you want to do this? And there's so many different reasons to do it, but if you don't, if you're not a people person and you don't want to take any time to train people, it's not going to work for you. And, you know, to be perfectly frank, I know that there are models out there where the host agencies don't charge for their independent contractors um, a host agency fee. And to me, I gave so much to my sub agents, I had to charge a fee. I had to justify the time I was devoting by charging them a fee because I was giving them a quality education, so much of my time and expertise. And so I really want you to consider that too as you embark on this journey if, you know, number one, do I want to mentor people? Do I want to take that time? And number two, what is my time worth? I need to be adequately compensated for this. And not to mention that, but every time you add somebody on, you know, it seems nominal, but your overhead does increase. And so in order to be able to afford the overhead that occurs, the increase in overhead, you need to charge people. And that's sort of the nature of the independent contractor agreement too. And you have to be very careful about delineating that, especially in a place like California, where they're very strict about independent contractors versus employees. There can't be any question that your, you know, your sub agent is an independent contractor versus an employee. And one way to make that distinction is to show that they're paying you for whatever service that you're providing. If it's totally free, that's a little bit more, let's just say it's a little bit more of a gray area. So again, I'm not an attorney, I'm not an accountant, so talk to your professionals about that. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm sort of rambling on here, but these one or two episodes where we're talking about this concept of having a queen bee model, an IC model, whatever you want to call it, they're all related. And so, you know, aside from people asking me about the ASTA award, you know, I get a lot of people coming to me asking me for advice on how to bring on sub agents and how to do that. And one of the reasons I decided to interview Denise and Michelle specifically is that I suspected they've had the same experience. And one of the most common things that happens when agents come to me for advice saying I want to bring on sub agents is that they're mostly looking forward to this new business model evolution because they think they're going to make a lot of money on their residuals from sub agents commissions, which can very well happen, but I'll tell you, it doesn't happen right away. It's you're going to have to invest some time and effort into getting those sub agents into that. It can't just be about the money. It, you ask, you also have to have the desire, the passion, the skills, and then you have to set up your business to be able to adequately support a new structure of sub agents, paying commissions, E&O insurance, sellers of travel, all the fun stuff. So think about this process deliberately. I just want to end this particular episode with something totally unrelated, 
But the question of how I won the Asta Entrepreneur Award versus why I won the Asta Entrepreneur Award is there are two different questions. And I think it's uh, an important thing to talk about because I've thought about it a lot. <laughs> and just bear with me. So I will fully admit, I'm being totally honest with you guys, and you may hate me for being this honest, however you want to approach this. But the year before I won, I went to the ASTA Global Convention and I saw the three pitches. And I would say that two pitches were very business-like, very polished, um, very numbers-driven. You know, And then one was very emotional and sweet. And I figured that this one woman who pitched was just gonna win. She just blew me away with her business acumen and her numbers and just her professionalism and her prior successes. I thought for sure she was gonna win. And there's a heavy weighting for the award based on the audience's vote versus the panel of judges. And the one who won was the very emotional, very sweet story, not the hardcore business story. And you guys can easily look up who this is. And I'm super happy for the woman who won because I love her story. I think it's super sweet. I'm just totally being honest. I was surprised. And so what I realized was that audience voted based upon emotions. Um, and to me, that was an important lesson because, you know, as I was getting ready to apply for the award and to be perfectly honest, it was, you know, my intention was to number one, get the prize money. It was $10,000 and number two, to increase exposure to my program. In my head, as I was preparing my pitch, I thought, you know what, I know my audience here and they're going to be more swayed by emotion than financial statistics and all that other fun stuff. And so I built my pitch around the true personal stories of the people on my team. And I highlighted, you know, their, their stories in my pitch and they are really inspiring stories. You know, two of my sub-agents had children with special needs and needed to be able to be at home flexibly. Flex, flex, is that a word? They needed to have a flexible work situation so that they could take their children to all kinds of therapy and medical appointments. And of course, with the whole moving with the military, you need that flexibility too. Um, and so I played on the, I hate to say played on, I highlighted the emotional impacts of what I was doing. The, you know, 20 military spouses that I had impacted to that point, the statistics of military spouse unemployment and how I was trying to make a change. And the thing about it is I wasn't trying to be manipulative. I was totally genuine. Like those things matter to me. Those are the reasons I got, you know, started this those are the reasons I keep doing it. Um, and those are the reasons I get up every day to help those people. But I knew it wasn't gonna be impactful if I just stood up there and talked about profit growth and <laughs> revenue growth and you know, super detailed information about my program. I talked about the impact of the program and the stories of the people that it was affecting. And the other two people that pitched against me were super business driven. I definitely questioned my ability to even <laughs> speak on the stage because I had learned backstage beforehand that both of those people that I was pitching with had been on the real shark tank on TV for their businesses. And I was like, oh man, 
this isn't going to bode well for me. And they were fantastic. Like their business ideas were so cool. Their presentations were just like on point. You know, it was a real business presentation. Here I come with my, you know, emotionally charged story. And I won because the audience overwhelmingly voted for me. And so the whole point of me telling you this is number one, when you're a marketer, know your audience. And number two, when you know your audience and you're trying to pitch your idea or sell your idea, however you want to put it, it's okay to use emotion, but don't be manipulative. And the, the only reason I say that is because I knew I was going in this using emotion, but I also can 100% confidently say what I said was totally genuine. The reason I say that this is important is the audience would have known they would have seen right through me if I wasn't being genuine, if I was trying to use their emotions to manipulate them. But I believe in what I'm doing. I believe in what I say. And I know my audience and what they are going to resonate with. And so as a marketer, when you're out there, if you're passionate about what you're doing in your travel business and you know who your ideal client is and you can match your messaging up with those two things in mind, you're going to win. It's going to be magnetic. So two totally different stories, lots of different stuff in this episode. Thanks for hanging with me. If you listen to this whole thing, I am around. I'm at KTA for anybody who needs help with the IC Queen Bee strategy. I am partnered with two brilliant minds, Wendy Livingston Guth, Crystal Eicher, Crystal Eicher, who I found through my host agency, she was looking to start a travel career and found Kinship Vacations. She started as my sub agent and I quickly realized that she was just fire. And over time, it's evolved to a partnership. And, you know, I bounce stuff off with her all the time. Um, you just never know where people are going to come from. Wendy, I immediately bonded with because she's also a military spouse. So lots of different connections here in this episode. I appreciate you listening please join KTA because the three of us, not only have we lived some life <laughs> as military people, you know, we've got a lot to offer in terms of our expertise and we don't all have to win ASTA Entrepreneur of the Year awards to prove it. Wendy's a brilliant certified life coach. Crystal is a brilliant marketer. Uh, come join us, be a part of our community and we will lift you up as much as we are able. So thanks again for listening. And don't forget to join ASTA, by the way. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We hope you got something great out of today's episode. If you were wondering where you are out of balance in your travel business, take our free quiz at kinshiptravelacademy.com backslash quiz to find out and receive free resources to help bring you into alignment in your travel business. And if you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag us at Kinship Travel Academy or hashtag Travel Biz CEO. Also, if you loved us, don't forget to leave a review and be sure to hit subscribe. Here's to you. See you at the next level.